Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Revelations, where you bring the coffee and we bring the revelations. Welcome back for another week, y'all. I'm so excited to be here. I am really enjoying the space and the community that is being built here at Coffee and Revelations, and it's a blessing to me. I pray that it is a blessing to each of you, those that come back every single week for new episodes, and of course, to new listeners, people who are here for the very first time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak into your life, to share the things that God has revealed to me and shared with me, and I am grateful and very, very thankful just for this opportunity to share and to get it started, to pour wisdom and grace and laughter and humor and strength and all the things into those who are here to listen. So thank you again. As you know, if you've been listening for a little while, we recently launched Notes of Hope from 627. I am so excited. God has blessed that project and I thank him for the opportunity to spread hope to people that are in need, specifically those that are in the NICU, families that are suffering through their child being premature or sick or a combination of the two in the neonatal ICU. So I am very thankful for that opportunity. And if you have not followed yet, please follow Notes of Hope from 627 on Facebook. Notes of Hope from 6.27 on Facebook. You can also go out to Etsy. That's where our shop is. All the cards are there. They are currently in sets of six. And so the vision is that if you have a loved one or someone that you know that is in the NICU, that you would journey through them with their experience. What I found when we were in the NICU, especially since our experience was pretty long, that people will be with you, you know, the first couple days and maybe the first couple of weeks. But after a while, especially if you're as quiet as we were through our journey, People sort of forget that you're there and, you know, it's not their fault. It's not your fault. Just life happens and people don't necessarily know, especially if they haven't been there, how to journey with someone through that experience. And so these cards really are designed for you to journey with your loved one. A lot of people struggle with how to be a blessing to their friend, their family member that may be in the NICU. And so these cards are really expressions of hope that God shared with us, with my husband and me while we were in the NICU and ways that we know that we can minister to those that are in the same hallways that we were once in, doing the same things, hearing some of the same news, going through some of the same challenges. And so I'm very, very, very excited. And I don't know how God will use the ministry. I know it's a very niche area and I just believe that he's going to get glory and that many, many families will be blessed and touched as a result. So today I am going to share something that I am very passionate about and what God has been dealing with me on. So if you know me, if you know anything about me, you know that I have a lot of visions, a lot of dreams, a lot of ambitions, a lot of things God has given me to do. And I have no doubt in my mind that many of the people that are listening are in that same category. There are things that God has placed in your heart, placed in your wheelhouse, or that he's spoken to you on that he wants you to do. And just like the devil, listen, I know (laughs) that just like Satan comes into 
uh, my heart and mind to try to discourage me and get me off course from the things God has spoken to me, I am sure that he has done the same thing. Because John 10, 10 tells us that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It says actually in the King James Version, the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. He is a thief. So he literally comes to take you off course from the things that God wants you to do. But it says that I have come that you might have life and that you may have it more abundantly. So that's Jesus's very purpose for being here, for being in our lives, that we may have abundant life regardless of what the devil says. So this episode, as you have seen now, is called What If? What If? And what that really means is there are some leaps. There are some things that God has placed on the inside of you that you have been sitting on. I'm coming to your door. I'm coming to your house. I'm coming to your car. I'm coming to your job, wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I am in your face today because you know there are some things you've been sitting on for whatever reason, because there is some little what if in the back of your head that's like, what if I fail? What if I look stupid? What if people don't respond? What if no one follows what I'm doing? What if no one purchases? What if I lose all my money? What if I lose all my confidence? What if people look at me and think I'm crazy? What if people don't react the way I think they should? What if, what if, what if, whatever your what if is, I'm here to get in your face today because God is saying it is time for you to do the thing that he has told you to do. Get off of that what if soapbox or whatever you have been doing and do the thing that God has given you to do. Okay, friend, sister, brother, mother, father, whoever you are that is listening to this podcast, you know that I'm talking to you. And you know that there are some things that you have not been doing because of that what if. It is a terrible syndrome and God is saying now is the time that we break it and that we move forward because the earth is waiting. It says in Romans 8 that the earth is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. You, you have a purpose. You have an assignment and God wants you to do it. Somebody is waiting for you to say yes. Somebody is waiting for you to obey. Somebody is waiting for you to stop saying what if what if what if because guess what there's another side of that what if what if it's wonderful what if it changes somebody's life what if somebody walks off the ledge because you are doing your purpose what if somebody's family is mended what if somebody's marriage comes back together what if someone is able to walk in the liberty that they have never had because you have said yes to the assignment that God has placed in your heart and in your hand and in your spirit to do what if Satan gets more defeated because you said yes to God. What if God's kingdom expands and more people are brought to him because you committed to what God gave you to do? What if the enemy is only trying to keep you away from doing the assignment that God gave you to do because he knows that there is some greatness, there is some victory, there is some grace, there is some power on the other side of your yes. So he has to fill your mind with all of these lies, all of these things that don't even make sense so you will not do what God has given you to do. Y'all, let me calm down because I am so excited about this because... Satan has tried to do these things in my life for so many years. Well, what if I don't have enough money? I don't have da 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 da. 
all these things. No need to go down the list of excuses and what ifs that Satan has given me in my head. Because guess what? I know that you already have your own list of things. What if this? What if that? What if I can't make this work? What if everything falls? And what if nothing works? What if nothing is successful? What if I, I don't have any patrons? What if nobody comes to support? What if nobody listens to me? What if people don't think I'm qualified? What if, what if, what if, blah, 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 blah. No, we're not doing that no more. Uh-uh, it's the end of 2020. It's the fourth quarter and we got to come out strong in this thing, okay? Because you're still here. So that means that God still has purpose for your life. There is something that he wants you to do. What if you step out and you see the hand of God move on your life and through you like never before? What if you give God your unrelenting yes and you see him manifest a miracle before your very eyes? What if the things that you are lacking, God provides for because you commit in obedience and full faith that he will do what he said what if oh my god so let me tell y'all something my kids have a lot of books we have a lot of books and they oftentimes just want to read the same ones like i mean you have access to so much but you don't tap into any of it huh go figure just like we do in our lives that's another podcast for another day so i'm not gonna go down that go down that trail but i'm sure you understand you have a lot of things and you only use a few so let that minister to you There is a book that we have and we have had it for years, but recently I just found it and I started reading it to the twins and this book slapped me in my face because of the truth and the audacity that it had to come up and be all up in my business. My God, this book is called Jonathan James and the What If Monster. Let me tell y'all, the devil is like this monster in this book trying to tell you that you can't do what God has given you to do. You don't have enough support. You don't have enough resources. You don't have what you need, so on and so forth. What if monster? Jonathan James and the what if monster. So I'm actually going to read this book. We're going to have a little story time today. And then I'm going to give us a little scripture. We're going to pray and we're going to get out of here, okay? That's how we're going to do this today. Jonathan James and the what if monster. This book blessed me and I'll tell you how you can get it if you want it. Um, Well, actually, you can find it. (laughs) It's really good. It's really good. Listen to this. It says, some what if monsters like to hang out and fill up our heads with worry and doubt. Don't that sound like the devil? That's what it sounds like to me. They are sneaky and quiet and quick as a blink. The words that they whisper can change how we think. You were going to do it, but then you got discouraged because that monster from the devil came and brought those things. What if? So on and so forth. My God, Jonathan James heard those words full of dread and all those what ifs got stuck in his head. My God, what if you tumble? What if there's wind? What if you slip and your knee gets all skinned? Oh my God. What if they giggle? What if it's chilly? What if you jump and you look really silly? My God. What if it's hard? What if you're bad? What if they laugh and make you feel sad? What if it's ugly? What if it stinks? What if that's what everyone thinks? My God. What if it's yucky? What if it's icky? What if mom yells because you're too picky? What if it's dark? What if it's scary? What if there's something giant and hairy? What if you lose? What if you're last? What if you're slow and never get fast? Don't this sound like the devil? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. My God. 
What if she laughs? What if she runs? What if she thinks you're not any fun? Now, this is where the victory comes. Come on, come on. Wherever you are, lift your hands. Come on, we're walking into some victory now. We're getting into some victory now. Now, wait just a minute. I have something to say. After hearing what ifs all through the day, I hear all your worries. I hear all your claims. But what if you're wrong? Ah, my God. But what if you're wrong? Asked Jonathan James. This is how I'll be reading to my children, y'all. What if I climb to the top of that tree and I never slip or skin up a knee? And what if I jump right into that pool and everyone thinks I look really cool? And what if baseball is nothing but fun and I end up hitting a triple home run? (laughs) My God, you got to silence the enemy. You got to learn how to talk to him and tell him you are not welcome because what if I win in the end? My God. And what if my drawing goes up on the wall and everyone thinks it's the best one of all? And what if I taste some of that food and it puts my mouth in a really good mood? And what if I run in a really big race and have a great time no matter what place? And what if I sleep and have the best dream that monsters are sweeter than they all seem? And what if the chance I take in the end is just how I find my very best friend? Let me tell y'all something. The enemy starts early. Some of us have been afraid to step out, to leap, to do things for most of our lives. There's always been something designed to hold you back, to keep you from doing the things that God wants you to do. What I love about this book, and I read it over and over. I told the twins, it's my favorite book. What I love about this book is that it says, I acknowledge the things that you are saying. I realize that you're trying to discourage me, to break me, to move me from doing the things that God wants me to do. But what I'm going to tell you is, what if you're wrong? What if that thing that I'm afraid to step out and do will be the best thing that happens in my life? What if when I say yes to God, I will see something that I've never seen before? What if by saying I'm going to take the risk, I'm going to leap out. I'm going to stretch myself more than I've ever done before. I'm going to accept this friendship that I don't really know about. I'm going to do these things that I have not done in the past. What if by doing that, you open yourself to seeing the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living more than you ever have before. There is something that is happening in this hour, in this season. And God is saying, you got to trust me. Stop listening to the enemy because he is going to fill your head with doubt and with worry and anxiety and attacks and all of these things with panic and all of these things to take you away from what God wants you to do. There is something on the other side of saying yes, not what is. If not succumbing to the tricks and schemes of Satan to say, well, I'm just not going to do anything because I don't know what's going to happen. That's why you do it because you don't know what's going to happen. It can be the best thing ever. And guess what? Even if it's not the best thing ever, you did it. You tried it. You stepped out there. You stretched yourself. You put yourself on a limb of faith to see what God would do. Trust God. 
I know that Satan's trying to get us in a in a bubble where we just won't do anything. Sometimes you got to do it. You got to step out. You got to say, if I fail, that's okay. At least I did it. At least I tried it. At least I gave God the opportunity to move through me in this way. If you have a business, launch it. Do it. If you have an idea, do it. If you have a podcast, birth it. If you have a, a mentorship or a networking thing that you're supposed to do, do it. If you have a conference, if you have a plan, if you have an idea, if you have a thought, if you have something you want to write, if you have a book, if you have some music you want to do, if you have some art you want to do, something you want to sell, a business you want to try, do it. Don't let all the what ifs and all of those other things. And it seems sort of silly because of this book, because it's saying the what if monster. And, you know, we know monsters aren't real, but that's what Satan is. He tries to come. The Bible says he's as a roaring lion. He walks to and throws seeking whom he may devour. He's walking back and forth just to see, can I get her this time? Can I get him this time? And sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes he gets us because we are just so scared to do the things that God has given us to do. So I am, this book, it has been a blessing to me. It has helped me so much. And it's so simple. I mean, it's like 10 pages, but it's so good because it makes you think, How many times have I let that quote unquote, what if monster come in and rule my life in a certain area? How many times has there been something I really, really, really wanted to do, but I held myself back because I heard in the back of my head, what if it gets picked on? What if it's not a success? What if it doesn't go viral? What if people don't really like it? What if I have no supporters? What if, what if, what if, what if my money runs out? What if all of these things, and I'm not telling you to be impractical and just to go start doing crazy things that don't make any sense, but I'm saying to trust God, to have faith and to not allow those things that bring doubt into your mind. And you know when it's the enemy because you'll be so excited about something and he comes and tries to snatch it away. He will come. He literally comes in to steal, kill, and destroy what I said earlier. So he, you can be so excited and then he comes and snatches it. Stealing your joy, stealing your peace about a certain thing. And I am just tired of the devil. I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of giving my talents and skills and the things that God has given me to do over to the devil. I'm tired of it. I don't want, I, I didn't sign up for it in the first place, but I don't any longer want to be a part of that system. I'm giving God my yes and walking in his power. So I want to share this scripture with you as well, because Jonathan James is a blessing, but we can always back it up with the word of God. Okay. So we're going to go to Ecclesiastes chapter 11, Ecclesiastes chapter 11. And I have read this in so many versions just in preparation for our podcast today, but I stopped at the New Living Translation. Every translation of what I'm going to read is amazing. And I advise you to go and read it in different translations and to see what they say and which one speaks to you in, you know, because the wording is a little bit different. So see which one really resonates with your heart and with your spirit. Today, I'm going to show share it in the New Living Translation, which blessed me immensely. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses four through six, it says, He who watches the wind will not plant his seeds and he who looks at the clouds will not gather food. 
Just as you do not know the path of the wind or how the bones are made of a child yet to be born, so you do not know the work of God who makes all things. Plant your seeds in the morning and do not be lazy in the evening. You do not know which will grow well, the morning or evening planting, or if both of them alike will do well. What I like about this is a practical teaching. When God gives you something, do it. If you wait and if you're looking for all the circumstances and situations to align and everything to be right, you're probably going to miss the wave of what he wants you to do. It says if you're watching the wind, you're not going to plant. If you're looking up to the clouds, you're not going to gather food because you're paying attention to the external circumstances and you will not do whatever it is you're supposed to do. When you are focused on all of the environmental factors aligning and being perfect before you step out and do something, pretty much 70, 80, 95% of the time, you ain't going to do it because Satan is going to send an environmental factor to shut you down. That is almost proven. If you're looking for everything to align and for you not to have any what ifs in the back of your head and for you not to have any doubt or any of that, you probably will not do it. And the enemy knows that. And so he sends all of these things so that we can be stopped in our tracks before we even make progress toward the thing that God says. In Ecclesiastes 11.4, it says, he who watches the wind will not plant his seeds. You're not going to do it because your focus is on the wrong thing. And he who looks at the clouds will not gather food. When you are looking at everything around you, you probably will not step out and leap and stretch into the amazing thing that God has for you. And it's not to say just step out and do something crazy. Don't pay attention to anything. Don't consult anybody. Don't have counselors. Don't have wise counsel. Don't research. Don't study. No, it's not saying that. God doesn't want us to be foolish, of course. But he's saying when you have that inkling from the Holy Spirit, that conviction for something, do it. Don't wait. Don't wait until everybody else is doing it. And now you're popping up. Don't wait. Don't wait. Do it. And then I love verse five. It says, just as you do not know the path of the wind, even the best meteorologists, even those that have gone to school and studied this, if God wants to change the pattern of the wind, guess what God is going to do? He's going to change it because he has the authority to do that. How many times have we heard where a, a hurricane was going and it shifted or changed? How many times have has it supposed to be? I live in North Carolina and there are so many times when they predict snow and it ain't no snow, okay? Or rain or whatever it is because man does not control that. No matter how much you want to know what's going on, baby, there's going to be some times where God takes you by surprise, where things happen that you did not expect or you did not plan for because that is life and that is how things happen. So it says, just as you do not know the path of the wind. I was just sitting outside earlier today. I couldn't tell you if the wind was going to come this way or that. I don't know that. That is in God's control. Then it says, or how the bones are made of a child yet to be born. The whole pregnancy process still fascinates me. How he fashions a child with bones and all of that and then allows him or her to come out of you, it it, it baffles me. I'm amazed by that process. 
Then compare that, it says, so you do not know the work of God who makes all things. We do not know, but when you do it in faith and when you operate in faith, God meets you there and he allows manifestation to come. He allows harvest to come. He allows fruitfulness to come because you have sown the seed. So that last verse, verse six of Ecclesiastes 11 says, plant your seeds in the morning. And do not be lazy in the evening. Don't only do one thing, but if God is telling you to do another thing, and I have several businesses going on at once, and I was like, is this too much? But then I read the scripture, and I'm like, "Uh, well, no, it's not too much because I don't know what's going to be successful. I don't know what's going to come up out of this. I don't know which one is is the one that God's really going to shine on. It says simply this, you do not know which will grow well. You don't know how that business is going to do. You don't know how that conversation is going to go. You don't know how that meeting will be or how it will go. It says you do not know which will grow well, the morning or evening planting, or if both of them alike will do well. So I pray for y'all today that God will help you to get rid of that what if. And that in the face of the devil, that you will be like my friend, Jonathan James, that boy we read about today. He said, I'm tired of this all day long. You have been taunting me and saying, well, what if, and what if, what if you fall? What if you look crazy? What if nobody likes you? What if it's stinky? What if it's ugly? What if you don't like it? All of these things. Listen, I've been listening to you all day. And this is what I, what I tell y'all that y'all should say to the devil. I've been watching you all 2020 try to ruin my marriage, ruin my relationships, ruin my business, take away my finances, take away my household, take away my peace, take away my friendships, take away. Um, listen, I've been listening to you all day and I'm tired of you. What if it's wonderful? What if it's the best thing I ever did? What if I have no regrets and feel like God has put me in a new place? What if when I do this, God expands my sphere of influence? What if he gives me favor with God and with man? What if he changes my circumstance forever? What if he changes my family's finances because of the thing that I do right now? What if he gives me authority to build the legacy that he's been telling me he wants me to build? What if, and that is what you say in the face of the devil, all this time you've been talking to me with your stupid little what ifs? No, I rebuke you. I send those what ifs back to the pit of hell and we're walking in a new season. I love y'all. I love y'all. And I thank y'all for giving me the opportunity to be in this space. It's so amazing because I love having guests on and I love having people on and all of that. But even when it's a solo show like today, I love it because it gives me an opportunity to just share what is on my heart and how God has been ministering to me and really just showing me it's time to break out of those what ifs. I don't want anything holding me back from what God has for me. For my family, for my children, for my husband, for my relationships, my friendships, my church, my ministries, my businesses, nothing. I don't want anything that God has assigned to my hands in any way to be withheld by the devil, by me listening to his stupid tactics to get me off course. So I am praying for you all. I love you so dearly. All right, so we never like to end an episode of Coffee and Revelations without offering the plan of salvation. If you don't know Jesus, if you have not invited him into your heart with the reassurance that he is living with you, abiding with you, I ask you that you would join me in this time of 
just offering the plan of salvation. If you want to be saved, if you want to know Jesus, you can get to know him. And guess what? I know him so I can introduce you to him. So I'm going to introduce you to Jesus. And if you're already saved, listen, let's max out in our walk with the Lord. I was brushing my children's teeth today and I was thinking, I said, Lord, in every area of our lives, we need maintenance. We require maintenance. You require to brush your teeth every day. I hope you're doing that. I hope you're bathing every day. I hope you're washing your face and all that stuff. We require maintenance in our lives, but so many people ignore the maintenance that their walk with the Lord requires. Your walk with the Lord requires maintenance. It requires you to have devotion. It requires you to read your word. It requires you to pray. It requires you to increase your faith and discipleship in various ways. And so I pray that even if you are saved and you know know the Lord, you love him, that you would increase your discipleship and your commitment, your maintenance of your relationship with him. So I am very excited and very thankful that you all have joined me. So let's go through this plan of salvation that we offer according to Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. And I'll have you to repeat after me. Of course, I can't hear you, but I pray that you are receiving this and that God will come into your heart. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 say that if you confess With your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart, you believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. And so I'll have you, as I pray, I'll have you to repeat after me so that you can confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus. Repeat these words after me if this applies to you. Say, Father, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ into the world to die for my sins. Father, I believe that you sent Jesus, that he was beaten, that he was crucified, that he was buried, and that on the third day, he got up with all power in his hands. And with that power, I confess with my mouth And I believe with my heart. And I ask you that you would save me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that for the first time, guess what? Today is your birthday. It's your new birthday. It's the day that you accepted Christ Jesus into your heart and you are born again. I pray that you will find a Bible-based church, that you will continue to tune in here at Coffee and Revelations and share with us in this space where we continue to expound upon the word of God with practical application for everyday life. We never like to end an episode without prayer. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray that God would deliver us from those what ifs, that he would help us to confront the enemy and to win. I believe that even in a season, this is being recorded in 2020, even in a season of so much loss, I believe that God wants us to win. And so I'm going to pray for us toward that end in Jesus name. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for being God. Thank you, oh God, that you have called us to be winners. You have called us to be champions. You have called us to be more than conquerors through Jesus Christ that loved us. You have 
called us to triumph through every storm, over every storm. You have given us grace to do what you want us to do in the earth. And we thank you for that. Thank you, oh God, for proving over and over that you've got us. You've got us through trials. You've got us through a pandemic. You've got us through sickness. You've got us through issues. You've got us through relational challenges. You have us. I pray, oh God, that as you plant seeds of things to do, seeds of creativity, seeds of relational value, seeds of influence in our hearts, that we will do it, that we will no longer look to what the enemy says, what if this and what if that, but that we would trust you. Your word teaches us, oh God, that we should trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding, that we should in all our ways acknowledge you and you would direct our paths. We need our paths to be directed, Lord. We need you to show us what to do and when to do it and how to do it and with whom to do it. Help us not to be afraid, even in the face of the enemy. Your word says that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a a sound mind. Help us to operate in that power, in that love and in that sound mind in the name of Jesus. Take away the enemy's power in any way that he tries to use his manipulative and evil spirit to come into our hearts to stop us from giving you a full and relentless yes in the name of Jesus. We love you so much. I speak into the lives of those that are listening now in the name of Jesus. I speak into their relationships, their marriages, their relationships with their children, their friendships, their careers, their businesses, their ideas that have yet to come forth. I speak into their books. I speak into their blogs. I speak into the businesses that they are still birthing even now. I speak into those things that they are afraid to do the things that this world needs. Your word says that the earnest expectation of the creature is awaiting the manifestation of the sons of God. We must come forth and do those things that you have called us to. We love you, God, and we thank you for this space and this opportunity and the real boldness to defeat the devil and his what ifs in Jesus name. Amen. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I love y'all with the love of the Lord. I'm so glad that you are a part of the Coffee and Revelations community. Please, please, please share this podcast. I believe it's going to be a blessing to a lot of people. And you have a way to help with that, to spread the word, to share it with others, not just this episode, but even others. But I do believe this is a pivotal and critical one that can be a blessing to many people. I love you so much. And I can't wait until next week. Until then, bye. Show me God's perspective.